0: in Bible stories stick with me because if you have a physical body that you are expressing in then there's something in this lesson for you. Metaphysical lesson. Many of you know the story of Jacob but just briefly Jacob was born the twin of Esau and supposedly he came out of the womb of their mother um, uh, Rebecca uh, holding on to the heel of his brother trying to be the firstborn because the firstborn inherited the greatest portion of the in, uh, family inheritance and so that's how he got his name the name Jacob means one who strives Isaac the father of these twins preferred Esau the manly man. he was the one that liked to be with the animals and out in the forest and so on the outdoor type, whereas the mother, Rebecca, she had more of a protective feeling toward Jacob. He was the the gentler yet shrewder of the two, and the intrigue of this household has been told in many classic writings, in many dramas, and soap operas, and so on, using a different name and different time setting and so on. But it's a very familiar story. And Jacob ended up stealing his father's blessing, which was intended for the firstborn by um, a trickery. And you can read about that. But when Esau found out about it, he decided that when their father did uh, make the transition, he was going to kill his double dealing brother and he made the mistake shall we say of telling the mother about it and so because she wanted to protect Jacob she decided she better send him off to her brother Laban his uncle for a new start in life and at the same time he would marry one of Laban's daughters. And when Jacob arrived there, he ended up falling for one of the other sisters, and um, not the one that, was, that his uncle had in mind for him to marry. Anyway, you know the saying, what goes around comes around? Well, that's what happened to Jacob, because his uncle Laban turned out to be even more of a double dealer than he was. And so um, he got Jacob to work 7 years for the hand of Rachel this this uh, daughter that that he loved so much. Well, after 7 years, Jacob finally ready to marry this woman that he loved, and what this sneaky uncle did was he substituted Rachel's older sister on the wedding night, unbeknownst to Jacob. And Jacob loved Rachel so much that he forgave his uncle we guess because he agreed to work another seven years to be able to get to marry the one he really wanted to marry make a long story short Jacob finally outwitted his uncle and he became a very wealthy man himself but he had a hunger in his heart to return home and to deal with The unfinished business with his twin Esau and so he started his way home to face Esau who was as it turns out on his way to meet Jacob and he had 400 men with him and of course Jacob had no clue what mood Esau would be in because the last he knew he was trying to kill him So today's scripture tunes in to the part of the story where Jacob was camped by a brook ready to the next day go and meet up with his twin. And while he was camped there that night, he had a very fitful night. And today's scripture describes that. We all know it isn't unusual for people to wrestle with regret over past misdeeds, right? Marcus Cato, the great Roman statesman 2,000 years ago said, I can pardon everybody's mistakes but my own. I think we can relate to that too. Ben Franklin said he had such a good life, he would live it over again if he could have the rights of an author and uh, correct the second edition. Maybe we could feel that way as well. But who of us hasn't said something similar? That we've we've thought about something and we've been awake at night and and we've just been waiting for the morning. That if the morning uh, could just get there quick enough, we we would be clearer. We maybe the pain would uh, cease and so on. An unknown poet wrote these words, Stand out in the sunlight of promise, Forgetting whatever the past held of sorrow or wrong. We waste half our strength in a useless regretting. We sit by old tombs in the dark too long. Did Jacob wrestle with a real angel? Did he wrestle with a person or did he wrestle with regret of the past or was it anxiety over the future who knows and in fact for our purposes today it isn't even important whether or not this was an actual event what is important is what this can bring to us as a lesson in our lives. So what is the lesson here for us today? Or as I like to say, how does this help me pay the rent or help me in a practical way in my day-to-day life? Some people see this story um, as a story of someone who's wrestling with God and in the end, surrendering to God to their higher self, to, to the spiritual life. Um, but today, I'm going, guided to bring it to you a little different um, take on this. Charles Fillmore, co founder of Unity, speaks of Jacob as representing the mental, and Esau representing the physical of us. In other words, these are parts of us. And in the book, Mysteries of Genesis, which we happen to have in our bookstore, Charles Fillmore says that Jacob represents the soul that has become rich on an advanced plane of consciousness. And that there's a time that comes when the body or the physical must be given some of the riches of the soul. So we have a little slide here. Jacob represents the mental. Esau, the twin, represents the physical aspect of our expression. And the angel represents a spiritual idea or a spiritual message that comes to us. Now often we of blessing, don't we? We bless our offerings, we bless people represented by the flags, um, uh, we bless other countries, uh, and, and so on. But what does blessing mean? The word bless means to invoke good upon, to invoke prosperity upon someone or something. So, When we use that word blessed, think about it in that way. We are invoking good or invoking prosperity upon whatever it is we're blessing. In the scripture, if you recall, we're told that in the wrestling, Jacob's thigh was out of joint. And again, going to um, the writings of Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, He says, and and listen carefully because um, it, it may sound a little complicated, but it really applies to each of us. He says that the life in the subconscious, and we all have that, right, has several planes of action. The mind controls the body through the nerves. There's a great nerve leader, the sciatic nerve, running down the leg through the hollow of the thigh and the will acts directly through this nerve and when the individual represented by Jacob exercises his I am power to make unity between these two parts between the natural man as it were and the spiritual man there's a letting go of the human will here The is out of joint and a great light of understanding breaks in upon the struggling soul as it discovers there is a divine natural body and it clings to that inner life and strength until it brings to the surface the blessing of perpetual physical vigor. Jacob said I will not let you go unless you bless me. The blessing carried with it a new name, Israel. Israel is one who is a prince and has power as regards both God and man, the spiritual and the material." Unquote. So the the thigh being out of joint is symbolic of letting go of our human will concerning all of this. Mr. Fillmore was far ahead of his time with this concept because in more recent years we have information and we have uh, 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 expressions of this and how this works. Who of us has not heard of deep muscle work? Who of us has not heard of deep tissue work, wolfing, energy work, right? That's not unfamiliar to us. But Charles Fillmore was far ahead of his time in understanding what all this represents. That stored in the tissue, stored in the muscle, is the memory. And it is being brought up to be dealt with. So what does this mean? The story is representative of what takes place in our consciousness, yours and mine, when Jacob, who is a part of us, represents a part of us, and the brother Esau, who represents a part of us, and an estrangement that has taken place here between let's say the spiritual of us and the physical of us, although there's really not a difference, but in our minds we think that, don't we? It's like we make the physical of us the twin that should be shut off, ignored, stolen from, and so on. And so there's an estrangement there. Our unfoldment comes to the point though, our spiritual unfoldment comes to the point where this estrangement has to end and there has to be a unity of um, all aspects of our being taking place and it's not a one-time thing it's a continual kind of thing that takes place in the story Jacob wrestles with this and he experienced a breakthrough when he said I will not let this go until I get a blessing from it. Now, what can this mean to you today, to me today? I see it as a very important lesson for me, at this point in my enfoldment and at other points that come up to my attention. First of all, who are you and what are you? Who am I and what am I? Are we physical beings having the occasional spiritual experience? or are we spiritual beings having a human experience, in, uh, having the experience in a physical vehicle in this dimension? We affirmed earlier in, in the um, service, I'm a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. And this is true. This is the truth. But the other part of that truth is we have a physical vehicle we are physical beings we have a vehicle made up of the elements of this dimension and one of the these twins does not negate the other are you with me I know it's kind of deep going but it's so easy for us to say well I'm just about spiritual things and we're going to just shut off the physical of us. And there was a point in my life when I had this experience. And the, the intelligence within my own body came through and said, you think that you can make spiritual progress without me? Try it and see how far you get. Try it and see how far you get by ignoring your physical body it doesn't work folks you try it and you have the effects of it so if we in both parts of us both are equally important and we are a unity a purpose and if we accepted if we truly accepted the promise from our God self That there is a blessing for us being in this physical experience. We would not struggle with being here. And if we didn't struggle with being here, we wouldn't have the effects of that struggle. In fact, we would see our whole physical experience in a different light. You wanted to be in this physical experience. You wanted to be here in the three-dimensional experience. You stood in line for it. You said, that's where I will make progress and I'm gonna take the opportunity. And so did I. You know, in our immaturity, we've all probably said to our parents or to someone, well, I didn't ask to be born. Oh, yes, we did. Oh, yes, we did. And so it's time for us to remember it and give the physical its due. In the story of Jacob, he went on to meet up with his brother whom he had cheated and whom he had neglected through the years. And this, too, is very symbolic for us. Again, I want to share Charles Charles Fillmore's writings from Mysteries of Genesis. He said, an awareness of having disregarded divine law makes man afraid without being able to recall the cause of the fear. People who let the ambitious intellect, or Jacob, override the demands and rights of the body, Esau, eventually find themselves afraid and anxious to make restitution to the body. Jacob had passed through this struggle and arrived at the realization of his unity with the twin and was ready to share his wealth. One can change one's attitude toward the body and thus change the body itself by following the advice of Paul be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not judge by the appearance. Do not call your body temple evil or corruptible flesh. Do not fall into the error of mortal mind. See in the body what Jacob saw, the face of God, for it is ever the temple of the living God. Unquote. In the story, Jacob came face to face with his twin, and he said, and you read this on. A few verses further than than the quote we had today. But in the 32nd chapter of Genesis, if you want to read it, he said to his twin when he came face to face, He said, I have seen your face as the face of an angel. Other translations say, I have seen your face and I have seen the face of God. Do you get the picture? It's not two brothers out here. It's you and you. It's me and me. It is the self of us, the unseen, seeing the the physical of us and seeing God expressing as us. See, many of us have been wrestling with these two parts of us. We may have been resisting something about the physical expression something the way about the way we look or the way we're built or, or some experience that we've had whatever this resistance shows up as a, a blockage of the flow of, of the wealth as it were of the flow of energy and recently I heard the reminder that physical pain is just showing up it's just our resistance showing up in our body isn't that interesting that instead of calling it pain, why not just call it for what it is? Oh, there's my resistance. And then you can deal with it, can't you? You can say, well, I don't have to resist anymore. I can accept all of myself and then receive a blessing from it. I recently remembered an affirmation from Mae Rowland who was the director of Silent Unity when Larry and I were in training there. One of the most beautiful women no matter how many years she accumulated. And the affirmation was, I am young, strong, and beautiful. My body knows it. My body shows it. you have that projected? And just see how it feels when you say this with me. And would you join? I am young, strong, and beautiful. My body knows it. My body shows it. See what happens when you tell the truth to your body? It feels good, doesn't it? Instead of talking about the body in a negative way and beating up on it How about an affirmation like this? This is joining your twins together That's getting this unity of spirit together at work And I've been using this and it feels so good to remember it and then when we stand in front of the mirror Instead of saying those other mean awful kind of things that we can say to ourselves How about this one? God you sure look good in me say that with you and see how good that feels together God you sure look good in me because it's the truth embrace your twin embrace all of you you what you see is the temple of the living God which you are God expressing as you there is no place where God is not Don't leave the body temple out of the equation. You see God looking back at you, and you look in the mirror. Praise. Give thanks. Join the twins together, and we'll be the better for it. God bless.